It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The trade deadline has come and gone, and it was business as usual for the Cincinnati Bengals. No moves. We'll break that down and then reset. Where are the Bengals after dropping to 4-4, four and four, heading into the back half of the schedule? You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. In a bit of mourning, I think, is James Rapine. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, bringing you coverage of your Cincinnati Bengals every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. We appreciate all of you who subscribe and follow. Make sure you do that so we're delivered to your devices when we put up our new content every day. And hit the thumbs up button on YouTube. Make us your first listen on your way into work. We appreciate all of those good listening habits. Today's episode of Lockdown Bengals is presented by Prize Picks, Daily Fantasy Made Easy. And first time users will get a free instant deposit match of 100% up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. And I say, James, that you are in mourning because the Bengals didn't make a move. And I think that many Bengals fans were hoping that the Bengals would make a move. But when I said in the cold open that this is business as usual for the Cincinnati Bengals, that's what I mean. You go back throughout their history, mid-season trades for them are very uncommon and especially uncommon when you talk about acquiring players from other teams to, to be buyers. And it was the most active trade deadline, I believe, in NFL history by a Ten wide trades. margin. Ten trades, Jake. Ten. And none of them not were the one, Cincinnati not two, not three, Bengals. Not, four, not five, and not six, not seven, The reason not eight, that you would hope nine. this year would be different is that you're in the middle of the rookie contract period for Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Burrow, mm. specifically Joe Burrow. You have the mm. cheap quarterback. You're coming off a oh. Super Bowl year. But I, I guess the writing was on the wall here a little bit, man. You, you look at the team – they, they did spend in free agency a little bit, but they're 29th. Robert Mays and Paul Daner Jr. pointed this out on the Athletic Football Show after the game. 29th in cash spend this year. I think we've talked about it as well. Maybe pinching pennies for some of those extensions where they're going to need cash. And this is why they fell short of our spending expectations in the offseason because they broke a trend and decided to spend less this year. So these are the things that are frustrating about it, but... This is kind of the way the team operates, right? You listen to Duke Tobin talk about his team building philosophy. He and the Bengals and Katie Blackburn and Troy Blackburn and Mike Brown, they're always taking this idea of consistency and Mm. and this idea that they can build a team that's going to win year in, year out. Mm. And how's that gone? I mean, it's hard. It's this idea that on paper, I think, sounds great. And then you see the reality of the NFL and consistently winning in the NFL is something reserved for like Tom Brady and and Bill Belichick and a, a handful of other teams in specific circumstances. And it's really, really hard to do. 
And so this could have been an opportunity for the Bengals to try to push a little bit harder on a rookie contract window. Look at Miami, by the way, who not as badly injured in many ways as the Bengals made another move at the trade deadline, made big moves in the offseason and had themselves back in a contending place in the AFC East. And, and there's two different approaches there between these teams. And I think that it'll be interesting to kind of see how those proceed because they both drafted their quarterback in the same year. Mm. And they've taken different paths since then. There's the right approach and there's the wrong approach. And the Bengals took the wrong approach. Here's why they took the wrong approach. And it's already done. doesn't matter. Because unless they win the Super Bowl this year, then I'm going to say they didn't do enough to put everything around Joe Burrow that they could have put around Joe Burrow. Yeah, Jamar Chase is coming back. Great. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm excited about that. You know what? You have to get to a point where you're still relevant when Chase does come back. Well, and we hope means, he comes back, right? Which, which, sure, that's, but, but that's what they're thinking. Like, that's their mindset internally is, oh, Jamar Chase is going to come back. Uh, that's why I clap for them. That's awesome news. Now, when he comes back, are you going to say, hey, carry us forever, even though you're still coming back? Like, you, you, it's your first game back. We need you to beat the Chiefs because that's really hard to do. And so, what I wanted today, and we're recording this, recording this on Tuesday evening, trade deadline was a couple hours ago. Looking at Chidobe Awuzie, who's out for the season, torn ACL, which we, we knew. Not sure if there's other damage. No, for sure there, it's a torn ACL. I thought, okay, well, maybe they add a corner or address wide receiver. Or, and here's the other thing, Jacoby Brissett was, I think, 17 of 22 and had all day long. He's still standing at First Energy Stadium waiting to get hit because I don't think he got touched on, on Monday night. Maybe another edge rusher. Someone with DJ Reader coming back, you're like, all right, well, let's bolster this pass rush. So there were multiple areas. It's not just one where I was like, oh, well, maybe the Bengals will add here. And I get it. Look, Bengals fans, I know that they don't normally make deals. And I've gotten a lot of comments, but I get that. They've also never had Joe Burrow. Never. Carson Palmer isn't Joe Burrow. Andy Dalton sure as hell wasn't Joe Burrow. And so when you have this quarterback who just lost his best weapon and is by far their best weapon, this T-Chase debate is silly. It was silly before the other night. It's certainly silly now. There's a debate? Oh, there were people last week. T's just as good as Chase. Yeah. Anyways. They're good at different things. Let's leave it there. Continue. Yeah. Love T, by the way. But you look at it and it's like, all right, give him a little something. Mm -hmm. And you know what it reminds me of? It, it reminds me of something Andrew Whitworth said a couple of years ago. And I think it was when Burrow was a rookie. I think it was in 2020. I meant to look this quote up before we started recording. And he was like, you know, there are a lot of times where we just wanted them to make that one move. And that was with Andy freaking Dalton at quarterback, that one move. And so there was the rumblings that Jerry Judy was available for a two and a five. Oh, my God, you can't do that. Who cares? Go in and try in what, to me, is a pretty open season. Right? It, I, I get it. The Bills are really, really good. And the, the Chiefs are, are superhuman at times. Guess what? You beat the Chiefs twice last year. Guess what? I think the Bills are still beatable. They, they're not unfeated. So why not try to make a move like that? And maybe it didn't have to be as splashy as a, the Jerry Judy move. But just add to your team, be a little aggressive, because that that part of it going for it a little bit, 
no one's going to rip you for it if it doesn't work. People rip you when it doesn't work, when you don't go for it. Because it's going to be much harder for Joe Burrow to get back to the Super Bowl now without Jerry Judy also on his roster or without this defense having another pass rusher or without a, a corner coming in that's a veteran that could potentially help. And look, I get it. Trades are hard to, to come by. They're hard to make work for a ton of reasons from compensation to money to both sides needing to agree, all of those things. But they have multiple weaknesses now that I wouldn't have said were really weaknesses a few weeks ago that are glaring holes that now suddenly Joe Burrow is going to have to mask and overcome. And that's their reality now, and that's that's a tough reality for, for most quarterbacks in the NFL, including Burrow. Even, even, like you said, it didn't have to be a splash move, even if it's not Jerry Judy. Maybe you think trading a second-round pick for a wide receiver isn't the right way to go about it. The, the Bears, for example, trading their own second-round pick for Chase Claypool wouldn't have made that trade myself. I will rip the Bears for, for doing that, even though they're trying to give Justin Fields help, for example. I, I just... It gives me less faith they can do it right. Anyway, not about the Bears. If you're the Bengals, maybe it's not Jerry Judy, but maybe it's one of these smaller trades, a pick swap trade. Rashad Fenton, and I know the Bengals torched Rashad Fenton last year when he played for Kansas City, fell out of favor with the Chiefs. They prefer their rookies, gets traded for not a whole lot, sixth-round pick, expiring deal, right? But you need a little bit of help in your cornerback room, and maybe a Sidney Jones. Maybe they go back to the Seattle-waved cornerback well as he was waived, the Bengals around 16th in waiver priority. We'll see. Maybe they put in a claim there because they do need corner help. We do know that. But Rashad Fenton's had an okay career. He's a veteran that's been around the league. He at least knows how to play the position. He might not be a world beater, but you need depth at that position at this point. So like, even if we're talking about a trade like that, that did happen, then... You're, you're at least making your team a little bit better. You're, you're addressing some issues on your team because there's nothing coming. There are no reinforcements at corner right now, unless it is Sidney Jones. There, there's nobody waiting to, to be called up, and, and there's no DJ Reader coming back. There's no hope that Jamar Chase comes back at corner. Cheeto's got an ACL, and I wish him all the best, and I'm personally devastated by the loss because I love Cheeto as a player, and as a, I think he's a great person, and I hope he gets better. But for the team... There's nothing coming there. And so that's where, like you said, James, like even if it was a small move to just reinforce, add depth, that would have been helpful for this team, this square in the middle of a contention window. Maybe we need to reset our expectations for the rest of the year, James. They have a lot of challenges to overcome, and I think it's worth talking about some of those as the Bengals and Bengals fans are reeling after a poor performance on Monday Night Football. We'll go there coming up next. If you've ever thought about securing your home with home security, or maybe you've been putting it off, well, you need to listen up because right now, Simply Safe is offering their number one rated home security system with for 50% off. 50% off. Why? Because you're listening to Locked On Bengals. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you're not going to want to miss it because this isn't just some door sensors and window monitors. No, you're talking about professional security, whether it's their HD outdoor cameras that are going to notice any little twitch coming onto your property or indoor cameras if you want to go that route, or it's their 24-7 professional monitoring. And that's the part of this is you're getting their monitoring agents who use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe. They capture critical evidence to verify that the threat is real so you can get priority police response, which is such a huge thing 
if you're dealing with a real threat. So from their 24-7 professional monitoring, which is less than half the price of ADT, by the way, to their top-rated app, stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere. And don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend and get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. This is the biggest discount of the year. Don't wait. Again, it's simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. The Bengals are 4-4. Four and four. They're 0-3 in the division. Eesh. They're down two starting corners. Not Eesh. that Eli Apple was playing all that well. He, Eli might be back, too. And then it's Eli Apple, Cam Taylor, Britt. And then apparently Dax Hill. There's probably going to be somebody signed off the practice squad. I would imagine once Cheeto heads to IR. DJ Reader could be back after the bye. Jamar Chase could be back after the bye. They have Carolina coming up, then they have Pittsburgh coming up, a couple of teams that aren't very good. And to me, James, two very important games. Mm-hmm. At, at four and four, with the back half of their schedule they have coming up, where it still looks difficult. The Bengals, after last week's game, before we knew about Jamar Chase's injury, to me, before Chidobe Abuzia got hurt, to me, we're clearly in that second tier of NFL teams where it seems like Buffalo, Kansas City, and Philadelphia are, are up at the top. I think all three of those teams made trades today, by the way. And then there's the How second does that tier... Work? Wait, where, wait you, you mean you're allowed to make trades? Go ahead. Believe it or not. And then there's the second Shock. tier where a few teams have sort of started to emerge for me. Dallas, I think, one of them surviving the Dak Prescott injury with a really nice, uh, really nice defense this year. And the Bengals were there. And then after this week, without Jamar Chase, with the loss of Jadobi, it was yeah, the way they looked. The way they couldn't bounce back from an opening drive interception, the way they couldn't protect, and really it was the tackles. And early in the game, it was a bit of everything. But as the game went on, man, the tackles had some real issues in this game that sped up Joe Burrow, that got Joe Burrow hit, that led to a turnover. And so they fell out of that second tier for me. They're back to this muddled middle where most of the NFL resides to me, where it's week to week. And yes, the Bengals on paper are a much better team than the Carolina Panthers, but going into this game, it feels like in any given Sunday situation for mm-hmm. the Panthers, for the Steelers, for the, you name a team, that's how I feel about the Bengals right now. Yeah, I think it's fair. And 
that's why I think it's frustrating. Look, you mentioned Joe Bro's rookie year or rookie contract, excuse me. You only get so many years. And so this one, even though the injuries are real, right, to significant players, your best cornerback by far, your best weapon by far, and maybe your best player. It, losing those guys, I was hoping for them to, instead of saying, man, injuries just sometimes they get in the way, which feels like that's going to be the narrative now if they just continue to stay in this muddled middle, as you called it, and they're eight, nine, or nine and eight, and they just don't. And nine and eight might make the playoffs, probably not because they're not going to win any damn tiebreakers. But, uh, you know, if they end up missing the playoffs, they'd be like, oh, injuries, it's tough. Injuries. It, you can't have that with quarterbacks on your rookie. Like, I wanted them to push back at that and say, nope, we're not letting this happen. We're going to figure this out, and we're going to stay right where we deserve to be, which is in, in that tier of maybe not elite teams, but high-end teams that are certainly going to the playoffs. And now you're right. Now they're they're back in the middle. And I don't know if I'm picking them to beat Carolina. Carolina, and I get it. They're two and six. I get how ugly things were. Did, did you see them the other day against Atlanta? And I get it. It's Atlanta, and the Bengals handled Atlanta with Jamar Chase, with Chidobe Awuzie. Who knows? All I know is, is P.J. Walker can sling it. DJ Moore can run and catch, and, and and they have a pretty good running game too. So I, I don't think this is going to be some easy game, just because the Panthers are two and six. So yeah, it's um, it, it's one of those things where now the Bengals are back with the pack, and it, it felt like oh yeah you could get to six and three at the bye and feel really good about yourself. Well now you're four and four, limping to the bye, and you have this team that's suddenly energized, even though they're two and six, suddenly energized. In Hungary, and and how do you respond? Can you get past them to get to to five and four? I was sort of hoping that they would bring some juice, so to speak, and, mm-hmm. and inject a little life in, into this roster, and and they didn't. And I, I think that matters. It does. If like if you're a Bengal today, and they would have made a move, it it wouldn't have just got the fan base excited. It would have gotten the team excited. Not that they need mo- more motivation, but I I think it helps in the middle of the year. Uh, to, to make a move like that. And you just mentioned the teams that made trades. It's not like this was a bunch of, you know, selling off, you know, bears to the insert whoever. I mean, the Ravens, they added a key piece and, and that's your competition right now. And I, I think they're clearly not even looking at the bet online odds, just the, the locked on Bengals, you know, JR odds. The Ravens are clearly the favorites in the AFC North. Well, I don't think that's close. The Ravens schedule the rest of the year, and it is this year more than anything in any given Sunday league. The Ravens' losses, though, are against the Bills by three, against the Dolphins when they were rolling by four in that weird game, and they lost to the Giants by four, another weird game. The The Ravens now play the NFC South. They have three games against NFC South opponents. They get the Jaguars, who can't figure it out. They get the Broncos, who just traded Bradley Chubb. And then they have some AFC North games in there too. But the remaining schedule for the Ravens doesn't threaten. And and they, like you said, they, they made some moves to get a little bit better. It's a tough road ahead for the Bengals <laughs> with or without Jamar Chase. And, you know, I think part of that is this coaching staff just needs to figure out and Joe Burrow and these tackles need to figure out what is our offense? What is our go-to when we need it? 
without Jamar Chase. <laughs> and I, right now, it doesn't really feel like they have that answer. Tyler Boyd early in the game was kind of that answer. The first drive of the game, he made a couple of outstanding plays. First couple of drives of the game did Tyler Boyd. But, you know, if the run game isn't going to work and you can't run the ball and you don't have Jamar Chase you got to figure something out mm-hmm. and, and it's got to come quickly or the season's just going to get away from you. Two and three in the conference, two of their wins are they're two and oh, two and one, sorry, against NFC opponents. And uh, it's just a hard road, right? Yeah. And, and so this is a culmination of off seasons of, of the approach of the philosophy and really probably uh, uh, held captive by the moment here, really reinforcing those off-season narratives of injury regression, kicker regression with with oh. Evan McPherson missing kicks this season. Yesterday, you know, certainly wasn't a good game for him. Wasn't a good game for Kevin Huber either. You know, we, we didn't really talk about either of those things too much yesterday. But all of these regression factors are talking about the deep ball not being there as consistently for the team, you know, last few weeks notwithstanding especially without jamar chase so lots of obstacles for this team to overcome no doubt about it and i, I want to continue let's talk about the kicker in special teams let's, okay. let's do a little bit of that because um yeah I, i'm not really worried about evan i'm but not kevin either. but kevin a bit worried about all right let's dive into prize picks because prize picks is daily fantasy done right and if you haven't tried prize picks yet we've been talking about it a lot right here on locked on Bengals and our listeners that have tried it somehow some way find a way to win all the time and what you do with prize picks you pick two to five players and if they're going to score more or less than their projection that's it who's their projection from prize picks prize picks sets the projection you pick more you pick less you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry there's no competing against other people excuse me there's no competing against other people it's just you versus the projections available prize picks offers projections on any sport you watch obviously the nfl also nba major league baseball pga college football college hoops which are right around the corner and so much more so check them out now prize picks and the prize picks app and all you have to do is download the PrizePix app or go to pricepix.com to sign up to play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can get a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with promo code locked on. So if you deposit 50 bucks or 100 bucks, guess what? You're going to get 50 or 100. You're going to double it with code locked on at pricepix.com or the PrizePix app again. Promo code locked on for an instant deposit match up to $100. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. I'm also not too terribly concerned about Evan McPherson, but he, he hasn't been as consistent this year. And and the one area of his game that he actually needed to improve, which is specifically kicking field goals in the uh, 
like the 40 to 49 yard part of the field where you shouldn't be kicking that many field goals because you should be going for it in many of those situations. It hasn't really improved. He's four of six from that part of the field. Still great from 50 plus, still a weapon. So I don't say that to rag on Evan, but you know, He's 11 of 14 this year. He had the the one blocked. He had the high snap issues. He's 17 of 19 on PATs. Yesterday wasn't a good game for him, and there has been a little bit of regression there. Some of that has to do with the operation and not McPherson, to be clear. They they do have a bit of a problem at long snapper, I think, Uh, which which doesn't totally excuse Evan McPherson, but it is Mm -hmm. a factor. But you're right, James. The the, the bigger issue – well, and again, like you shouldn't be punting that. If, if Evan, if if Evan makes that field goal the other day, he, his percentage is higher than last year. Like I don't even know if there is regression. I think they well, but he the missed whole it, operation. Though. Yeah, but the whole operation sucked week one. So if that didn't happen, then we're not talking about regression. Like he had a he had a crappy game. He was awful on on Monday. I don't even think it's a year thing. I think it's a bad Monday thing. So we'll we'll see. But I I, I wouldn't go much farther than that as of now. He hasn't had as many opportunities either. You know, Zach Taylor hasn't taken the points in, in some of those situations. And and so, you know, I mean, he's only like kicked 14 said, field goals. We're halfway through the season. Not terribly concerned about Evan McPherson, but more concerned, I think, generally about Kevin Huber. And, and again, where I was starting was shouldn't be punting all that much with this team, but they are. That's the team they are this year. They're punting a lot. And, 37.3 yards average net for Kevin Huber. And and it's seeming to get worse as the season goes on. He had a couple nice games at the beginning of the year, and since then it's it's been rough for Kevin Huber. Yeah, it's it's been really rough. And I I do wonder how long the leash is at this stage in how much is it, you know, a, a lot of people continue the narrative of the holding thing, but Drew Chrisman was fine holding for Evan McPherson all throughout camp, all throughout the preseason. And so that part of it, is that is that really an issue? Is it, Or is it simply they thought that Kevin Huber was going to be more reliable? Because he hasn't. I mean, I'm going to need you to put in, even as, what was it, second punt or third punt on, on Monday night? Like, he punted it and it was fair caught at like the 19 or the 21. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well that might, I think it was the 21 cause it, it wouldn't count inside the 20. And I'm like, well, that's okay. But you really need that 10 yards farther. <laughs> like it needs to be at the 11. And, and it's just, to me, I, I think it might be about that time for, for Drew Christman to get a shot, but you, you know, you stick with what you know when you're trying to hold on and you try to stick with familiarity I just hope that the Bengals don't get burned for their loyalty if they go that route. And look, if they if they were going to make a move, I think we would have probably heard about it on Tuesday. Didn't hear mm-hmm. a move. So I, I imagine that he's going to punt again this week. Yeah, it, it looks like the leash is at least long enough for this week. But just some numbers on Kevin Huber. And, and this is, I, I don't want to rip the guy too much. He's been a, a fixture in Cincinnati for so long. UC kid and everything. But 4.29 second hang time is 25th in the NFL. The average yards per return on a Kevin Huber punt is 15 and a half yards. That's uh, second worst in the NFL. And you can't have that when you're only 
your your net punting average 37.3 yards like i mentioned earlier is is second worst in the nfl your raw yards per punt second worst in the nfl just hasn't been a good enough year for kevin huber and this is pretty far down on the list of of big issues with this team but we said we were going to talk about it yesterday and we didn't quite get to it and I don't know what it is with this with this front office and giving special teamers maybe the the veterans one more year than they should, but it seems like it's happened again here. Yeah, it does. And and the twenty three yard punt is just yeah, like and, and for those that didn't see, I just smacked my face basically, I put both hands on my head. I I saw that and I was like, are you kid? Like that can't happen because you know what. Drew Crispin, if he gets in, he's not going to be perfect, right? He's going to screw up some. He's a young punter. But he also has way more – he can punt the ball 60 yards. So if both guys are going to screw up some, why not have the guy that can at least boom it when you need him to boom it when your offense isn't moving the ball and you're punting from your own goal line, mm-hmm. right? And, and so at some point, you may have to roll that way. And, and we could talk about the holding thing all day long, but – I, I agree with you, by the way. I think snapper, that, that was a problem with that extra point. And, and it was a little bit of a high snap. And we've seen a couple of those. You noticed them first with Cal Adamitis. It's who they got now. Clark Harris isn't walking through that door. Yeah, it's just going to be what they have to deal with, I guess. It's mm-hmm. it's unfortunate that it is what it is. But he needs to clean it up or or – they need to find a new long snapper in the middle of the season. And and that's probably going to be pretty challenging. I would, I would imagine. I mean, maybe it's not been all bad. It's just there, there's this trend of high snaps Mm -hmm. and the hold is getting down, but who knows what, if anything is throwing McPherson off on, on some of these kicks where he, he hasn't been able to make them could be snap related. It's part of the operation, right? And so we're speculating. I'm not a special teams expert enough at all to say whether or not it's impacting things, but it is something that, as you said, we've noticed. You know what I am an expert of? Trades. And I was ready to talk about a trade. I was excited to talk about a trade and to just put a bow on the show. A little frustrated that they they weren't able to pull off any kind of trade. Heck, by the way, what well, what if it was and Albert Breer floated this out last week? What if you just traded Brandon Wilson and got a pick? Yep. Right. Not- it, it's it's very much the the Bengals approach we've seen forever, where they just kind of like are, are towing the line and trying to stay in the middle a little bit, right? And and so they're not trading Jesse Bates to try to get a pick a year earlier. And I don't know if they could. They're not trying to trade any of their. Would you have traded Jesse or- Bates and a pick for DJ Moore? Would you have done that? Sure. I mean, it's harder because I do think Jesse Bates is really important to the defense. When Chase comes back, you have these four receivers. You have to figure out how to get them on the field. You have the depth issues at corner where Dax Hill is now playing corner. So now it's a bit harder. But if if Jesse Bates isn't part of your future plans, DJ Moore then becomes part of your future plans instead of T. Higgins. Probably so. I don't know. Maybe maybe there's some some factors that I don't I didn't consider in terms of like the long term because Moore just signed an extension 
mm-hmm. right? And so, like, I don't know if that one quite makes sense. I was I just would curious. have to think about it more. And Carolina might not be interested in that. But I was just curious. Probably, probably not. Because they, you know, they just extended DJ Moore, and you know. yeah, and they also traded for Baker. You know, I mean, I, things change quick. Who knows if they? And then they fired their coach, and maybe they yeah. really like Jesse Bates. Carolina's a mess. Um, Would you have traded Bates for Cooks? I, I don't. I mean, sh- I'm just I, I, I just I just don't think. I don't know. I think if I trade Bates, I'm looking for a pick. To be honest, I'm looking for a high pick because. I know that doesn't do anything for this season, but at least it's picking a direction. And, and maybe they feel like, you know, they're going to get some guys back and they'll be able to figure it out in the secondary. And Jesse Bates is a big part of what they're going to need to do with the corner depth being what it is. I, I don't know if those moves I, are are necessarily moves that would, would make the Bengals better. I, I wouldn't guess. have done it for Cooks. I would have given up a pick for Cooks. I wouldn't have done it for Cooks. DJ Moore is different. DJ Moore... He's a long-term piece. He's a legit, yeah. DJ Moore's a baller, man. So, but but again, that yes. trade would be a decision on T. Higgins because you're not paying T. Higgins at that point. There's no way because I think there's two, three more years on DJ Moore's deal at big, big dollars. T. Higgins doesn't need an extension this offseason necessarily. It means he's probably not getting extended, though. Realistically, sure. no. I like potentially. I. I also crossed that bridge. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing is like, it, it's almost like, of course we get to this 32 minutes in the show. Like yeah, th- this, this franchise is like, okay, well we got to get all these sponsors and get ready. And, and we got to pay Burrow and we got to keep these guys together. And it's like, that's great. That's awesome. Well, guess what? 2022 is now it's mm-hmm. right now. And you, yeah, you got to plan for 2023 and 2024 to an extent. Also, got to try to win now because the reason everyone's there is in, in going to pay stadium and it's going to be sold out again and just packed for a, a Panthers team. That's two and six on Sunday is because of what you did in the now last year, when you started selling all those tickets, it, you went to the Super Bowl, So you have to keep that kind of success. And so if you watch this team at all, have you ever thought that maybe there was a two week window when they in really like a five quarter window where they come back against the saints and then they handle business against the Falcons. So for mm-hmm. five quarters out of eight games, have they looked like the team that we thought they could potentially be this season and they didn't make a move at the deadline. That's all. It's a continuation of, of some long-term trends a little bit. The offense has struggled too often for myriad reasons. They've had these slow starts. They've not been able to figure it out against Cleveland. They've not been able to figure it out against elite Ed Rushers or Aaron Donald. Elite Rushers, I guess. I mean, there are just some some trends, right, that we continue to see and, and that they need to deal with because they've got themselves in a hole this year. And, and a lot of it is self-inflicted. You can say they beat themselves in a couple of these early one-score losses, especially against Pittsburgh. You could even say it against Baltimore, the way they started that game. Last night, they got punched in the mouth, man. They got dominated in the trenches. They got bodied at the, at the tackle position on offense. And, I mean, what a, what a running game clinic from the Browns they put on, especially in that second half. I know the game went exactly the way they wanted it to go, but – that wasn't the Bengals beating themselves. There weren't penalties and Joe Burrow throwing the ball straight at defenders. That was 
That was a poor desperate effort. team, a desperate team coming out with yeah. way more intensity and Some, desire. Somebody, somebody pointed out the last few times the Bengals have played the Browns in this in this sort of situation is right after a week after the Browns lose an AFC North game when they are back against the wall. But you got to be ready yeah. for that, man. I mean, you you got to be able to be. Yeah. How many times did I say it last week that it wasn't going to be this walk in the park? Easy does it. If I see it, they have to know that. Like, yeah, well, and that's it, the and part that really bothered me. Honestly, was the fact that Jamar Chase is out, your best player, and everybody all week is like, "Yeah, we're gonna be fine. We're gonna be fine." We're gonna... shouldn't you have a chip on your like? If I was T or Tyler, and I'm not saying they weren't, or Joe or insert whoever, I'd be like, "Look, Jamar's great. We're pretty bleeping good too." Mm-hmm. And like that would be like my mind. Like I'd want to just. Flex on him, oh and, and I thought Boyd was going to. I thought he was going to have a huge day, and then it all came crashing down. Well, and, and T had a touchdown on that first series, if not like a forty-yard catch. He, I mean, that was. Sure. I just watched it again right before we started Total. recording. That yeah. was really bad, but uh, you know, and we talked about it going into the game. You have one game record. There's a blueprint for teams now. If you have a game record on the defensive line, play cover two, rush four. Let your game wrecker, Miles Garrett, Micah Parsons, CJ Watt, let him go wreck Joe Burrow, speed his clock up, whatever it is. Make Joe Burrow throw it behind the line of scrimmage, make him check it down. The Bengals, again in this game, I think, didn't do enough job, do, do a good enough job early uh, with, with putting defenders in conflict to make Joe Burrow's life a little bit easier. And th- I think they need to do that right now. With the way their tackles are playing without Jamar Chase, they need to make Joe Burrow's life a little bit easier. And, you know, let him do his Superman thing, but make his life easier on the way to do it. And, and that's what this team's going to probably need to do until some of these guys come back, if they come back. And, and we'll see with Jamar Chase. I don't know anything, to be clear. I'm just saying we'll see. I hope he's back. They're hoping that he's back as well. And uh, they just need to make some adjustments until then. Anyway, James, we've gone on long enough here. We're rambling a little bit. We've got Julian Council tomorrow for our crossover Thursday. It's already that time. Man, weeks go fast when they're short weeks. So crossover Thursday coming tomorrow, we'll get into the Carolina Panthers and everything going on with the Christian McCaffrey-less PJ Walker quarterbacked team in Carolina. Until then, Bengals fans, thanks for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. Hootay, and have a good one. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.